Welcome to Ministry Strong with Lisa Whittle, where ministry matters so much that a co-host and I have conversations to help strengthen and encourage ministry leaders to serve Jesus with integrity for the long haul. And we don't shy away from the tough issues about culture and the church. Talking to Caitlin Beatty, journalist, writer, uh, editor living in New York City, just wrote a book called Celebrities for Jesus, How Personas, Platforms, and Prophets Are Hurting the Church. Super excited to talk to you, Caitlin. Joel and I are talking about Christian celebrity, kind of what the, you know, what it is and what's contributing to it. This is a topic I could talk about a lot because I've been talking about it for a very long time. I mean, I guess my question for you is, is it a real thing and what's contributing to it? Celebrity Christian culture is a real thing insofar as celebrity culture in general is, yeah. is, is such a real phenomenon in contemporary life. And I think this is one way in which Christians, maybe especially in the West, have kind of mimicked mainstream culture rather than challenged it. Yeah. So part of what is contributing to celebrity Christian culture, I would argue, is that over the last 50, 100 years, Americans, and including American Christians, have tended to affiliate more with individuals over institutions. It's, mm. not that, it's not that we're not also invested in institutions to some extent, but individuals have so much more, kind of, they've been granted so much more authority than yeah. institutions in our common life. And that includes in the church. I mean, I, I work in book publishing as an editor, and I see the ways that that crops up in proposals that our team reviews, just the ways that um, the emphasis is on kind of individual following and who, what, what other kind of well-known people will endorse the book or get behind it. And yep. you know, on one hand, I get it because I get that celebrity sells and we, you know, you, we talk about platform in book publishing and how important that is. And at the same time, I think, yeah, but why is that such an emphasis in the proposals right. almost over and against the actual content or message? Oh my gosh. Preach on that. I mean, and I get it too. Like I'm not mad at the system. Well, I'm kind of mad at the system, but I'm not, I'm not against it. Cause I understand it. Like I understand there has, there is a process and I understand that in order to have in order to sell books, you have to have the numbers of people. And like, mm -hmm. th like that's dollars and cents, man. Like, I'm not mad about that. I'm a pragmatist. So I mm -hmm. totally get it. Mm -hmm. The problem is, if we continue to feed it, then that's going to continue to be the thing that we right. continue to demand, right? So we right. have a problem here. We're at an impasse. <laughs> and that's yes. kind of what ticks me off, Caitlin, is like, at what point do we honor the work? And and right. I know that's idealistic. I get it. But like, if we don't, and I don't want to get on a publishing thing here, because then we, we, you know, we could derail the conversation, then we don't get into what all the other factors here. But like, you, what happens then is then the work suffers, because then we put out just mediocre work for it, it, you mm -hmm. know, at the sacrifice of the altar of major platform, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't love that. And I think it's because I'm a pragmatist as well. And I understand the questions about platform. I just think that we're in a place where they have surpassed yeah, other it, really important considerations. It's yes. not 
okay, we're not going to look at platform, but sure. it is tempering that yes. with a kind of prioritization of what is the message? What is the, <laughs> what is the core concept here? Do we think it's something that readers need to hear that they will benefit from? Yes. Is it good writing? Is it rooted in deep Christian faith? It just, um, and I, I know that this is hard to assess from far away, but even also, like, does this person, is their heart in the right place? And yeah, I know do they have a, actual integrity? Yeah. Do like, they have integrity? Yeah, yeah like, that kind of matters. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, insofar as we can book tell. authors off, are offering a form of discipleship right. and are, you know, like, kind of shaping hearts and minds, I do think that they're is a responsibility in book publishing to try to assess that. Yes, um, that's what it is. I think that's what I, you've just gotten at it. I think I would love for us to try, at least care about that and at least mm-hmm. try to have a balanced approach here with um, that it not just be about, you know, the numbers, but that it yes. also matter what the content is. And I, I don't want to do a broad stroke approach here. Like there are some that care more than others. There are, there is, it's not always across the board, but for the most part, or I would say a large part of it is what kind of numbers you have to where you can sell books. Let's also maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe it's idealistic, but maybe if we revisited actual content and people's integrity, maybe we would be able to have some better outcomes. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm (laughs) idealistic. Okay. So leaders get the blame for Christian celebrity, I think a lot of times. And Mm. absolutely, I'll say we can foster it and Mm. arguably we can crave it, all of the above. Mm. There's a lot of ministry leaders that are listening right now. It could be really anyone. You know, we all all serve and minister, but let's break this down. Mm -hmm. Where is the responsibility of the leader and where's the responsibility of the supporter or the follower? Mm. (laughs) Yes, that is a good question because... People are not, people don't just end up on pedestals. Somebody right. puts them there, right? Yeah. Or many people put them there. So I do think that there is a responsibility of leaders, of course, to evaluate motivations, to welcome accountability, to make sure that there are people in their lives who really know them and can speak difficult truths if need be. But also, you know, part of this is interrogating why in our hearts (laughs) and in our imaginations are we willing and eager to put people on platforms is it is it something about we aspire to be like them we think that like real christian influence in the world looks like it's in the spotlight and if we don't have a spotlight we can at least attach to this other person because they seem to be doing important work is it we start to kind of equate someone as being uniquely able to speak for God. And so Mm -hmm. that person occupies a space in our hearts and imaginations that really only God himself should occupy. Is it, we want to be in some sense, we feel like we're friends with the leader. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like there's a kind of over, over attachment from like a relational perspective Mm. and we kind of want to be in that person's inner circle. So I definitely think this isn't just, oh, 
bad leaders create this problem. It is there would not be celebrity Christians if we didn't feed the celebrity dynamics in our attention, imagination, and even our pocketbooks. Yeah, because here's what I sort of take issue with. First of all, I am not the kind to let someone off the hook. That is not my personality whatsoever. But, you know, we put leaders, we put pastors on a pedestal, and then we get angry when they fall, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we ask all the questions, and then we're mad, and then we basically just throw them away as if they were never huge parts of our life, as if, mm. you know, we never, whatever. And there's a lot at play here. I get that. We have to own mm-hmm. that we were just five minutes ago waving the palm branches. Right. And I think what you're getting at, Lisa, is actually putting someone on a pedestal is not really loving them. Like, oh, no, yeah. It's, it's not actually, it's not good for someone to be just endlessly kind of adored and told that they can do no wrong. Right. And and then how easy it is to kind of drop somebody when they mess up. Right. When they fail. And they've probably failed in part because they've been given conditions in which most mortal humans would fail. Right. right. So I think you're right how you're just identifying like how easy it is for us to turn on people that we once adored and i think that that's a symptom of something really insidious and and harmful about celebrity culture and i don't want to let anybody off the hook in terms of their own failures but we have to own our part in putting people in positions that very few people would able would be able to steward well like the spotlight is not good for the vast majority of us like the vast majority of us are not cut out to be Adored in that, to that degree. Right. That is something that I would say if you're enjoying the adoration, if you're kind of on that, that in that place where you got those followers and you're just loving it, Mm -hmm. I would just say people that put you there are also almost always the fast, the ones who are the fastest to pull you down off. Today, millions around the world are suffering as a result of violence, oppression, and extreme poverty. Sometimes this endless cycle of suffering can feel overwhelming. If you're like me, you want to bring an end to the suffering. As a follower of Jesus, you feel compelled to make a difference in our hurting world, and you want your church to be a part of the solution too. But sometimes it's hard to know exactly where to start and who to trust. That's why I'm excited to tell you about The Path from our friends at World Relief. The Path is a community of bold, compassionate people of faith who are committed to fighting against suffering and injustice in pursuit of lasting change by partnering with World Relief through their monthly gifts to World Relief. Whether it is a crisis in Ukraine, an earthquake in Haiti, or an influx of refugee arrivals from Afghanistan, you can trust that the PATH community is already there, responding with the love of Jesus alongside you and your church. Thanks to the monthly support from the PATH community, World Relief is making a difference around the world, and you and your church can be a part of it. Join the PATH community of monthly givers by visiting worldrelief.org forward slash ministry strong. That's worldrelief.org. Dot org forward slash ministry strong. Be a part of the solution. Join the path at worldrelief.org forward slash ministry strong today. A lot of my place that I come from, Caitlin, is from observation. 
mm-hmm. mean, I, I've I've watched this. I've lived this. I've mm-hmm. been the celebrity church pastor's daughter. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, sure, it was back in the 80s and 90s, but listen, it wasn't all that different. It just wasn't blown up by the internet. So, I mm. mean, my, I inform from a place of like personal experience of watching this happen before my eyes, before we ever gave it terminology. And I would watch the, the very people that were usually the ones that were the loudest supporters and, you know, the ones that were just loving my father so much. They were the they were the loudest critics when mm. anything happened that, um, you know, that didn't go his way. Because at the end of the day, they just wanted to stand in his light. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when his yes. when his light went away, like, That's- man, like, it's a bummer for you. You know, it's a bummer. Now I'm not now I'm not interested in you anymore. Well, that's what I was going to ask, and I didn't want to sound too cynical. But yes, like, if you're in the inner circle and you derive what Diane Lindbergh calls refracted light Mm -hmm. from the celebrity, and then the celebrity falls and their image is tarnished and they've kind of fallen out of favor. Yeah, of course, you're not going to be attached to them because you can't benefit from being attached to them anymore. And that, again, that is not, that is a utilitarian way of treating somebody that is not loving and is yeah. not, I dare say, not a very Christian way to relate to any leader in our lives. Yeah, you're right. And I just say, don't settle for it because you, you can have people who actually love you for you. It's such a lonely place to be loved um, and known by something that is so actually beneficial to someone else like it benefits Mm. them to love you i'm putting love in air quotes or Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. served by your position don't settle for that because there's somebody who can actually love you and what a better way to live you know joel and i we kind of put each other on blast because i said to him maybe you're a celebrity Mm -hmm. christian you've got you know 25k or whatever on instagram you're you just got a book contract (laughs) you wear like cool sneakers you preach (laughs) maybe you're a celebrity and then he turned it back on me he said maybe you are this is your ninth book or whatever he said Mm -hmm. and so we kind of went back and forth on this it okay even the guy who wrote preachers and sneakers right i'm not but i don't know him so don't get mad at me if you like you guys are best friends or whatever you're writing a book caitlin Beatty. right i mean look are we all christian celebrities and we all own part of this who's pure in this equation anybody oh well i i mean i cannot presume to assess the purity of (laughs) any of the people you just mentioned she's a good journalist this is a good journalist yes (laughs) i do think all of us, all of the people you mentioned are at least swimming in celebrity waters. Yeah. Whether we sought it or not. And again, it gets back to motivation. Is this something that I have sought and cultivated for my own kind of self glorification? Or is it I have I have something that I I want to share with other people as a writer and communicator and because of that, and because people have resonated with what I've put out into the world, I have this audience, and now I have to figure out what to do with yep. it, you know, mm-hmm. and st- how to steward it faithfully. So I-, I think there's a difference there. But, you know, it's easy for me to say, I'm not a celebrity. Like, nobody <laughs> in New York City recognizes me. Like, I don't have that many Instagram, whatever. Like, you can always right. kind of compare yourself to someone with a bigger platform and say, oh, well, I'm not at that level, so I must not be. I think the better approach, and I'm speaking just for myself in this, is to kind of be aware yeah. in yourself. How do I respond when I, you know, put something out that gets a lot of 
people reading and talking or gets a lot of shares like is that feeding ego in me and am i in relationship with people who just really do not care about yeah. yes. about any of that who are like i care about you caitlin because you're caitlin not because you're caitlin Beatty, the writer journalist but because you are you um i just think it's a temptation to say oh i'm not in those waters because I'm not at this level. But I think yeah. it's just something, if you have any amount of followers, it's something to at least interrogate in yourself before God. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we have a lot more on the Jesus Over Everything show. So you want to listen to my interview with Caitlin because we talk about much more there. But Caitlin, how should we actively be breaking down Christian celebrity culture? Do you have any practical mm. ways that can help just some quick nuggets that we maybe as ministry leaders can do to help the whole culture and help ourselves, by the way? I know we all say any any Christian leader knows that they're supposed to say, oh, yeah, of course, I have accountability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but actually really interrogating. Okay, but at the end of the day, can the people on my board, for example, really say the hard thing to me or are they too intimidated by the, mm, me? Have they mm -hmm. put me on a pedestal and have I, have I essentially acted in a way that asks them to put me on a pedestal? And if so, what is going on there? Um, so really getting serious about accountability. And one thing that um, a pastor here in New York named Rich Viotas said to me is essentially like, he, you know, he's a pastor, he has a board of elders, he has other people that he is accountable to. And basically, like accountability should hurt a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like it should pinch, it should pinch our egos. And we can't, we shouldn't just get to do whatever we want, whenever we want as leaders. Mm. Like there should be people in our lives who can say, Nope, I don't think that's wise. Or that's this, that this is not the time for that. Or is this really a good stewardship of your gifts? So there's that component, but then kind of everyday ordinary Christian, if you're not in a position of leadership interrogating, I think your relationship to celebrity figures, like why is it that I have maybe put someone on a pedestal? Um, and ultimately I think for all of us recovering this vision of ordinary faithfulness and can we accept that God's call for our lives may be <laughs> to serve faithfully and quietly behind closed doors, out of the spotlight, like loving and serving God and our neighbors. And people may not see it. They may not praise it. Are we, are we willing to accept this ordinary vision of faithfulness over and against kind of the flashy and big vision of ministry greatness mm. and i have to ask myself that too uh if god called me to never write another word would i be okay with that mm. uh gosh now that i say that out loud that's really hard <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know but just acknowledging that the vast majority of the saints in the last 2000 years, we don't know their names. We don't know what they did in mm. their daily earthly lives to love and serve Jesus, but God knows, you mm. know, and the effects of their faithfulness, we can't see now, but are, are, and will be seen in eternity mm. and just recentering that 
eternal versus earthly significance equation. So good. To all that, I say ouch and amen. In the thanks and the acknowledgement part of the book, you thank the number who lived faithfully a hidden life and rest in unvisited tombs. So thank you so much for being with us, Caitlin, and for your book, Celebrities for Jesus, How Personas, Platforms, and Prophets Are Hurting the Church. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with journalist and author Caitlin Beatty. Be sure to check out the show notes where we have linked to her book and you can grab a copy of your own. Also, remember to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it or would really learn from it. Join us next week on Monday for episode three when Joel and I tackle the subject of acceptable addictions on the Ministry Strong podcast. Ministry Strong is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts, produced and edited by Angie Elkins. Artwork by Caleb Peavy and Noel Rhodes. Original music by Robert Elkins. A special thanks to my Ministry Strong team. Thank you for your dedication and hard work. Your hosts of Season 1 are Lisa Whittle and Dr. Joel Matamale. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get strong in him.